The views and opinions expressed by the hosts do not state or reflect those of the company and its management. Any assumptions, views, and insinuations made by the hosts or guests do not reflect those of the show, the management, and the network. Listener discretion is advised. Warning. This podcast contains spoilers. Ayun, and speaking of Kovadis Aida, I think it's time for us to also talk about that film. So Kovadis Aida is um, directed by this Bosnian director. Um, her name is Jamila. I don't know how to pronounce the last name, but it's Zibanik. Probably I pronounced that incorrectly. <laughs> but it's about this translator named Aida, of course, played by Jasna Duricic who wants to attempt to save every single person in Srebrenica during, uh, what do you call this, the genocide, you know, that's going on in their community, in their society. And along with that, she's also trying to save her husband and her sons, who happens to also be a part of this mass group of people who's trying to escape the Yugoslavian dictators, I guess. If I, I can call them even dictators. But yon, in the whole thing, we're seeing Aida go through the entire UN camp and how she gets to deal with the military men who is also a part of the UN Peace Corps, who's trying to pacify the people who took over Srebrenica. And at the same time, the people who used to live in Srebrenica and how some of them wants to stay in the community but are forced to leave because of the circumstances that would eventually come their way. So yun. I want to personally start, you know, sharing my thoughts on Kovadis Aida. I think that it's one of the best films of the year. You know, I was expecting that ito yung magbe-best film sa Venice because of the feedback that I've been getting from a lot of people. And to me, it was... Not only was it centered by a very powerful performance from Jasna Duricic, but at the same time, we get to see how conflict works in a community, you know, that's filled with so much war and uh, so much issues. With Akovadis uh, Aida, many of the things that are happening is centered on this idea of translation. Because Aida is an interpreter and because most of the UN people are English, or at least they speak in English, and the people who took over Srebrenica are, they speak in, not sure what their language is. Actually, I'm not familiar with, with the language. It's Serbian. Uh, ah, Serbian, ayon. Thank you po. So, many of the things that are happening may end up getting lost in translation because she's the one who's interpreting it. So, in a way, it's about an interpreter who's trying to deliver different messages from different parties. Yon, that's number one. And at the same time, we get a glimpse of what happened because this is based on a real story and it's more of like a history lesson on what happened to Srebrenica that at that time, you know, sometime during the 90s, there were people who were gravely affected because of war, because of 
misunderstandings. And I spoke about this with um, Kuya Rolando. There are many instances where it reminded me so much as well then of this Indonesian documentary called The Act of Killing by Joshua Oppenheimer, especially towards the end, because the suspect, the people who committed crimes, they get to walk among the victims in the society, kind of like walang nangyari. And, you know, a lot of people were killed, a lot of people, you know, had to lose a lot of things because of the war, because of the takeover, because of the genocide. But sila, they get to live as though walang nangyari, without guilt, without even any single form of remorse. And it says a lot about what we are as human beings. I mean, it still reflects or it is still reflected to this very day because of many things that happen in our society. For example, in the Philippines, we have the drug war, right? So in a way, the things that are happening in their society in the past and at the same time, the things that are happening in the present, how far have we really progressed in society? I think that's a question that we have to consider because even with the technological advancements that we currently have and whatnot, have we really evolved into human beings who are capable of progressing, who are capable of empathizing, or are we reduced to rubble or are we reduced to blood and dust? So I think that's the message that the film is trying to get across and it delivered it masterfully. How about you guys? What are your thoughts about Kovadis Aida? So... My thoughts are, I think I've already told you about this, that among the foreign language films, ito yung pinaka-Oscar baby. And I think if Bosnia submits this, they can easily win Best Foreign Language Film because it's very timely and it tells the same story of dehumanization, you know, like. And I think it's been a while na wala tayong film about the Bosnian and Serbian war. I think 2001 No Man's Land won Best Foreign Language Film. But I think we need another one to remind humanity that war is senseless. That it keeps on happening again. Like uh, humanity is separating their child from their mothers, you know. It's the same scene from the 1940s or the earlier wars. It just keeps on happening. But kahit ilang paalala, palagi nakakalimot yung mga tao. So I think we need authentic reminders about the recent wars that happened. Ito yung right film, and it's well acted. It's very intense, you know. And I think same siya na intensity ng Argo. I mean, yung type ng engagement ko sa screen while watching. That's really good editing. So I think a lot of people will enjoy this film if they release it to more audiences. I agree. And I agree then that's very Oscar baity because of the filmmaking approach that was made. And at the same time, the very context that it's trying to present, that alone is Oscar baity. The Academy will definitely eat it up. And I will say that. How about you, Doc? Any thoughts about Kovadis Aida? Kovadis Aida, no? Uh, I'm sure a lot of you have talked about it before. There are very few films that cover the Serbanitsa massacre. It's one of the lesser, parang portrayed tragedies no, in cinema. So, yun palang. And I think the director of this film is uh, Serb also. and or, or at least she was born in Serbia. Yan. And ang ganda ng portrayal niya eh. For one, parang it embodies the quote by Edmund Burke na the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. And that holds true for the UN forces. Kasi it's a bit of an indictment for the inaction of the UN in this situation. It led to the deaths of thousands of 
Bosniak men and children and also maraming babae din ang namatay or narip during this time. Secondly, although I'm still struggling with how to articulate it, it's, ano din, eh? it's a meditation then on the banality of evil. The people who perpetrated these crimes are mga kapitbahay, mga estudyante, kakilala, pero... In the name of nationalism, they did literally commit a genocide against uh, their countrymen. A fact that's still a fresh wound between Serbs and Bosniaks today. Marami pa rin nag-aaway dyan. Kasi it's, it's a very contentious like topic. And other than Nomadland's performance ni Francis McDormand, this is one of the best female performances, period, um, that I've seen in Toronto. And ano, it's built on this parang inertia of terror na tipong, shit, alam mo kung ano yung mangyayari. Gusto mong mapigilan, pero wala kang magagawa. There's a sense of hopelessness. And I think, ang ganda ng pagkagawa ng pelikula in the sense na mapapasok ka dun eh. Mapifeel mo yung nararamdaman ng mga tao. And lastly, I hope no one has discussed this yet, pero sobrang ganda ng the coda to this film. And it embodies the title very well. The title is Kovadis, di ba? It comes from a, parang the original material there is from an apocryphal part of the Bible where St. Peter, is running from Roman authorities. He's running because he's gonna get crucified. So nasa daan siya, he's trying to run away. But then he's met by the risen Jesus Christ and Jesus tells him, Kovadis, Peter, where are you heading? Saan ka papunta? And those words spur Peter to return to Rome where he gets crucified na pabaliktad. So, may sense of hope. As weird as it sounds, there's a sense of trying to live on from something so horrible na there's still a risk of death with you returning. Pero you're still trying to live on. Partly because you have nothing to lose, but partly because the rest of your life is in front of you. Ganun. So, it's a very beautiful thing to end the film with. Even though it's a film that I don't want to see again, pero in all for all the right reasons, uh, yun lang. <laughs> to and ano, and dami kong luha dun sa film. Saka ang galing talaga, sobrang galing ni Jasmine Duricich. I mean, she did that. Yan, have to say. And speaking of true stories, let's go to another true story. This one is called Good Joe Bell. It's directed by. <laughs> <laughs> it's directed by Reynaldo Marcus Green and it follows this man, the titular character portrayed by Mark Wahlberg, see si Joe Bell, who roams through the entire America, you know, with uh, like a stroller of sorts to share his message of anti-bullying because of what happened to his son, Jaden, portrayed by Reed Miller. And so this is a very interesting film. I don't think I want to give any opinions about it. But can you guys and the thoughts? For good Joe Bell, this is a very bad film. Bad Joe Bell. Oh, bad Joe Bell. That's <laughs> yung sa akin. Very, very bad. Um, I guess may nabasa kasi yung review after seeing the film. I completely agree with it. Na parang sabi niya, it's a film with good intentions but bad messaging. It's ironic because the film is set in this, you know, social media-centric era. But the film is so backwards. You just want to hate Mark Wahlberg all over again. <laughs> so, ayun. Tsaka pansin ko lang, si Mark Wahlberg, he, he really likes being in biopics. 
likes like he likes being in films that are based on a true story like in the yeah. Water Horizon mm. diba? Well, well, just the, observation. The fatherly role. Pero here, iba yung pagiging father niya na parang you're gonna be really, really pissed off not just sa kanya but even the how the story progresses. Kasi, kumbaga, mm-hmm. you know, we're in this era of progression eh, na we accept any gender, any color. Here, it's really, really, really outrageously done. Very backwards siya na it kind of sends the messaging about the youth not being able to express themselves freely. Parang there's a lot of obstacles that they go through that oftentimes are not non-existing eh, in this in this period of time. So, ayun. Mm-mm. And, and it's, I feel like, ano, ito na lang sabi ko, it's a, definitely a total 360 from what Mark Wahlberg did in another biopic that I really loved from him called The Fighter. Yeah, yeah. guys, how about you? Uh, Kevin, ikaw naman. What are your thoughts about Good Joe Bell? Yeah, I know a lot of you guys don't like this movie, but I actually like this more than you did. I think most of your disappointment, guys, in anger are pointed towards the character of Mark Wahlberg because we're discussing how backward this movie is. And I agree for at some point, but I think the movie goes to show a point that these characters are flawed. And, you know, no matter how flawed it is, because I like the relationship of Mark Wahlberg's character has with his son here. And, you know, there were some affecting moments here. And I guess we need to see more progressive characters to see different perspectives here because most of the time now we're stuck on the... Our protagonist here is Mark Wahlberg, but I'm trying to give this one something I ever deeming quality because I really did I like it. <laughs> I appreciated it amid its flaws. Though the thing is, it has message about bullying, bashing, and sometimes suicide, but the script kasi, sometimes it just lays it out there that you're just supposed to accept it without creating nuances from its characters. Genuine moments of epiphany that I was wanting from the movie. But, you know, if you're just going to take it on face value, yun nga, it has the best intentions. Though it won't stand up much to big to scrutiny. Kasi we have a lot of movies tackling about LGBT and suicide themes that could have addressed this issue way better. But kasi I find it hard judging because this is based on a true story and if this is what really happened and we're focusing on the perspective of the character of Mark Wahlberg, then I want the movie to show it how it really happened. And yeah, I guess there's guilt going throughout the film and you can warrant the film that there's a evolution to the character of Mark Wahlberg because he has this realization towards and he ultimately did this long walk to commemorate his son. I just want more positivity out of it because you know, the ending was kind of sad. I guess that's it. <laughs> In fairness, it's a tremendous positivity. I really tried. <laughs> There's a, a different opinion then to mm-hmm. na makarinig na ibang opinion kasi different in other people's eyes so yeah totoo and I'm almost surprised na din na it's not film directed by Peter Berg kasi 
personally, uh, because I've gotten used to Mark Wahlberg being in a lot of action films like Mile 22, Deepwater Horizon, Patriot's Day. I was expecting uh, like somewhere towards the middle, may barilan, ganyan, may sabugan. <laughs> but I don't know. It's, I think that's just me. Um, yeah, definitely. I think this is the first trait drama that I've seen from Mark Wahlberg. Though he has this parent role, na eh, though more of comedy yung Instant Family, which another movie about foster parenting, which I found effective. Pero dito ko lang siya nakita talaga na go into drama territory. And yeah, I actually appreciated his acting here. Totoo. Kuya Jim, have you seen Good Joe Bell? Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> for me, it's, yan, for me, it's disappointing. Parang nasasayangan ako dun sa pelikula. Kasi ano eh, hindi niya nabigyan ng buong focus yung film about yung bullying and other struggles ng anak ni Mark Wahlberg. And I believe it's a wrong casting choice yung nag-lead si Mark Wahlberg. And I'm interested sana if Jake Gyllenhaal played the father. Kasi siya yung nag-EP. Siya yung executive producer. Maybe if Gyllenhaal played or portrayed the father, si Joe Bell, maybe ibang level yung resulta ng pelikula. And aside from that, siguro kung ibang director din yung humawak ng pelikula, mapupunta siya sa ibang direksyon. Kasi yung non-linear narrative ng pelikula is not effective eh. Yun yung sayang. Ganun. Alam mo yung maganda sana yung premise. Kaso the way it was executed and handled, hindi siya effective. Ayun. And then, kasi si Mark Wahlberg, napanood ko na siya as a father in The Lovely Bones, no starring Sarsha Ronan. Pero kasi doon, hindi mo mapapansin yung character niya. Pero kasi dito, he's a father. I understand that Mark Wahlberg kasi yung mga roles niya. Alam natin na bordering or masyadong obvious yung machismo. Which is, I got it nung pinapanood ko, okay, get. Pero, alam mo, parang wrong cast choice yan eh. Hindi siya, parang for me, hindi siya yung bagay for the lead character na Joe Bell. Ayun, and I agree din dun sa nabasa ko na article which says also read yung maganda sana intention ng film. However, bad messaging nga siya. So, yun. Ayan. Doc, ikaw, what are your thoughts on good Joe Bell? <laughs> Wait lang. Bueno lang ako. <laughs> yeah, uh, this one had a great cast, some good acting, pero it really was a disappointment. Yeah, I agree na it's a well-meaning film with bad messaging, pero other than that, everything for me was executed wrong. It might have benefited from a more linear narrative kesa sa may flashback-flashback siya. Kasi, and the focus is on Mark Wahlberg's character. This has the unfortunate parang effect of parang naging reductive yung pag-treat doon sa anak niya. It Mark Wahlberg and his dead gay son. Parang ganun na lumabas. Kasi naging prop na lang yung bata. Kasi the son that Mark Wahlberg sees while he's traveling, traveling the imaginary son, is nothing more than something na, that's a conception that's in Joe Bell's mind. Okay sana to if it were a fictional portrayal, pero this is a real person. And to treat him that way in real time, even though, yun nga, he has a very 
he's more than that eh. Parang weird lang yung dating sa akin. And if this was played straight na tipong there was bullying, kid died, he travels, ano, I think it would have worked a lot better. If this would have been a better film, at least a, a half-decent film, if it had a good edit. Pero wala eh. Wala akong nakikita doon. And pati yung ano, pati yung parang color grading ng pelikula, may, may medyo weird. Kasi it's, it's very ano, parang medyo desolate siya. So, I'm struggling to find a connection to it. At the end, parang ay, namatay, ganun. <laughs> namatay, parang okay. <laughs> I couldn't find myself connecting to it at an emotional level. And uh, yun nga, there's a case to be made about representation. I don't think this is the right way to do it. Kasi it, it feels very awkward to me at least. Yun lang. And ayan, finally, Kuya Rolando, ikaw. Your thoughts on Good Jovel? I think sa lahat ng films na TV, ito yung pinaka-last ko. So parang dinildila yung character ni, <laughs> nabild yung character ni Mark Wahlberg more than any character in the film. And then it ended abruptly. Parang namatay siya, patay lang. So nagtanungan pa tayo, bakit nga ba siya namatay then research? I think vehicular accident. And I don't like the screenplay. I mean, type of conversation sa film is like homosexuality 101. Like, those type of conversation occurred maybe 30 years ago, you know? I mean, we're already past that. I'm not saying, uh, okay, they should talk like that way because it, this is a film a film that happened in the past. But the writer could have written it in such a way that talagang mas mababali niya yung representation by being not too naive about the subject matter. Because the way it come across, it's too naive. Masyado siyang outdated, I think, yung message na pinaparating niya about homosexuality. Yeah. Yeah. Tama naman. And... I think everyone's points are valid. Sasabihin ko na lang na Mark Wahlberg tried. He, he did his best. Yes. <laughs> diba? Ayan. That's it. That's the end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. This would not be made possible without your support and of course with the help of Cutburn Podcast Network's team headed by Patricia Marie Ferrer, Network and Podcast Manager Ellie Kiron Cole, Social Media Manager Rowan Palomares, This is development team lead, Lee Lirio, and from the creative side, Christina Lido and Andre Luis Castillo Ibanez. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Stitcher, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you get your podcasts from. Third world